0: have finished your Christmas shopping. Actually, whether you have finished or not, you have finished. For the shops have closed. The Christmas shopping for the food, the Christmas shopping for the lights, the Christmas shopping for the presents. Of course, you don't even have to go to the shops now, do you? You can order online online. Put in your name, your address, and they promise, and they deliver the presents to your door. But it's too late even for that, in case you were wondering, even at Amazon. Though I did check just yesterday afternoon, and they would deliver today the present that I needed. They promise and they deliver. Does Christmas deliver? It seems to me that for as long as I have lived, Christmas has promised. Promised to give what we really need not lights or food or presents, but what we really need hope and peace and joy. As long as I can remember, even without the internet, Christmas has promised to give us what we really need and yet has not delivered. Do you think? Paul Daly, writing in The Guardian just last week, reflected that when we're little children, it certainly delivers. It gives great joy. When we have little children, we have the joy of seeing their joy But with the busyness of life, the struggles of life, with our awareness more and more in the media of the struggles in the world, the conflict in Gaza and the Ukraine, how can it really bring hope and peace and joy? Even if we have joy, we have a strange form of survivor guilt, he says. Why should I feel joy and others do not? Christmas promises. Christmas promises big, but unlike Amazon, it seems to me it does not deliver. It overpromises and underdelivers. So I want you to come and see tonight. I want you to come and see three names. Three names of Jesus, three Christmas names, which really do promise hope and peace and joy. They really do promise and they really do deliver. Indeed, they can deliver to you personally. The first Christmas name in our passage is right there in the first line, Messiah. Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. We are used perhaps more to the name Christ. That's the Greek version. But it is not his surname, it's a title. It means anointed one, it means king. You see it in verse 20. Joseph is called son of David. If you are with us last week, we learnt that actually his father's name is Jacob. But way back when there was a father called David, and like my surname McGregor means son of Gregor. As far as I know there is no one in my family tree called Gregor, but sometime there was, for I'm McGregor. Sadly there was no king Gregor. Joseph was the son of David and his son is to be the son of David, for David was promised that his son would rule forever. Indeed, on those living in darkness, a light has dawned. He will reign forevermore. He'll be called the Prince of Peace. Here is the Christmas promise about Jesus. As we live with the darkness of sickness and death, with the news of Gaza and the Ukraine, The Messiah, God's King, promises and delivers hope. And not only hope, but peace. Our second Christmas name in this passage is Jesus, the Lord saves. Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. And of course we know what comes next that Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. There was no room in the inn, and so the baby was born and placed in an animal food trough, a manger. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. And yet Matthew tells us nothing about the birth. He doesn't really talk about Mary, the mother, either. His focus is on Joseph. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mary, his fiancée, is pregnant, but choosing the baby's name is the last thing on Joseph's mind. They are only engaged. He knows he is not the father, and so he wants to know what is his name. The other man he presumes. Mary can't have my name, he decides. Indeed, I think most men at this point would get cold feet about getting married. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Understandably. Parents have the right, don't they, to name their own children. But sometimes parents can't be trusted to do so. I remember a few years ago telling my wife that someone, uh, the government was taking the parents to court uh, because the name they had given their child they called child abuse. My wife was indignant. You can't do that. Parents can choose their child's name until I told her the name they had chosen. Tula does the hula in Hawaii. And my wife agreed. The government won in that case. But Elon Musk is a little wealthy for the government to win. When he announced the name of his new child... X, because he likes maths, AE, which is artificial intelligence in elven language, and A X12, because it's an aircraft that he liked, the government did indeed intervene. The law in California says that you can only have letters. And so, thank goodness, the child's name was changed. X. A-E-A-X-I-I. Parents have the right to name their children, but some can't be trusted. But it wasn't that Joseph couldn't be trusted to name his child. No, God knew that this child needed a name which would communicate who he was and what he would do. Do you see what it says there? You are to give him the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves. My middle name is Daniel. It means God is my judge. My first name is Sean. It means God is gracious. But when my parents named me this, it does not mean that I would become a judge or that I would be gracious, though I hope so. But with Jesus, the Lord saves because he is the Lord and because, says Matthew, he will save his people from their sins. You see, God is our judge. We all reject him and mistreat others and he will hold us to account. But thank goodness God is gracious. And Jesus will save his people from their sins. At his very birth, we're reminded of his death, where he will pay to save us from our sins. As you live with your own regrets about the year past, as you live with the guilt of what you have done this past year, Jesus, the Lord saves, promises and delivers peace with God. Hope, peace, and so joy. The third Christmas name is Emmanuel, God with us. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Emmanuel sounds like a Spanish dancer, doesn't it? Or a South American footballer. But it's actually Jewish. 800 years before Jesus, God's people needed saving. And Isaiah the prophet offered God's king a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And so were Mary conceived to a son called Jesus the Lord saves, Matthew says all this took place to fulfil God with us. As we live in a world where God seems absent, where God seems silent or at best watching us from a distance, Emmanuel, God with us, promises and delivers hope and peace and joy. Christmas over promises and under delivers. But when you hear these three names of Jesus at Christmas time, the one we celebrate who promises and delivers, the Messiah gives hope. Jesus promises and delivers peace. He is Emmanuel, God with us who brings us joy. But if at Christmas we celebrate the one who really does bring hope and peace and joy, why do I not feel it? Why every year do I struggle to feel this hope and peace and joy? Why does it still feel distant? And I wonder what it has to do with me. After all, they are his names... And this is his story. What about my name? Where is my name in his story? Well, the wonderful news is that here in his story is my name. Here in his story can be your name. Joseph was told, you are to give him the name Jesus, the Lord's Savior because he will save his people from their sins. The Lord saves not from sins in some abstract, theoretical, historical sense. No, it says he will save his people from their sins. His people are not just the Jews, his family tree in Matthew is full of men and women of all nations. He promises and delivers hope, peace and joy for his people. And his people includes people of all nations. He will save his people from their sins. And so he will not just be called Emmanuel. Did you notice? Matthew has tweaked the quote from the Old Testament Verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. Those who know they are his people, those who know they need saving from their sins, those who submit to him as God's king, they will call him God with us. Jesus promises and delivers hope, peace and joy And those who are his people, they experience hope, peace and joy. Do you? At the coronation of Charles III this year, the event promised history and pageantry. And for those lucky enough to come and see, it certainly delivered. But even those who were there in Westminster Abbey, it must have felt distant, I think. For most of the ceremony, which went for hours, they just watched and listened. And some parts were hidden, even they did not see. What did it have to do with them? But before the giving of a Bible, the oaths, the anointing and the crowning, there was the recognition. The king about to be crowned stood and faced the people. He faced to the north and the south, the east and the west. And the speaker proclaimed, Here is your undoubted king. Will you serve him? And they cried back, God save the king. We are his people. He will rule over us. I think we all know that Christmas over promises and will always underdeliver. deliver. It will not bring us hope, peace and joy just to celebrate. But if you will come and see God's king, the Lord saves the one who is God with us, you will see the true hope, peace, and joy. But let me be honest with you. If you will just come and see, it will still under-deliver until you recognise him. Until you recognise him as your king, until you depend upon him to save you from your sins, until you become his people and recognise that it is your sins he is saving from, even Jesus, the one who promises and delivers hope, peace and joy, will under-deliver for you. So will you come, not just to see. But to submit to him as your king, to depend upon him to save you, will you call him God with us? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we love to celebrate Christmas. It does indeed bring us joy, but somehow it never quite lives up to its purpose. Father, we thank you that the Lord Jesus does deliver on his promises of hope, peace, and joy. Help us to understand what it means to recognise him, to become part of his people who depend upon him for the saving from their sins, to call him God with us. Father, in this way, please bring us peace and hope and joy. We ask this in Jesus' name.